Hey you guys, I am here with one of my most cherished humans on the planet Earth, who I have watched grow into such an amazing, beautiful woman, such a wonderful entrepreneur and mother. I watched her get pregnant with her first baby, and I'm going to let her tell you more about that. I'm not going to spoil that for you, but she's got a lot of babies, let's just say that. So... Without further ado, today is my very first interview with a wonderful woman who I love so much. And I'm not going to get email, I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are talking today to the one and only Savannah Ward. Yay! That introduction, though. Yes! So... We have so I have I could say so many things about her, but today I want to make it about her. We're going to talk about her. We're going to ask her some questions. She is definitely somebody who smacks her own ass. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. bitch. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you don't mind us. We just, this is just our personality. You're definitely going to see our, um, our relationship coming out in this podcast that yeah, we that's have. that's hard to hide. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yes, bitch. Yes. We always say that to each other. It's just what it is. But you guys, we are literally sitting in my car right now in my driveway. <laughs> Being sneaky. Hence <laughs> the million babies that she has. And we're going to get into that in just a second, but. I just kind of wanted to introduce Savannah, but I want to let her tell you who she is because I think that's really important as well because I could tell you all day long all the wonderful things I have to say about her, but at the end of the day, she can introduce herself the best. So tell everybody your your name and how old you are and just like, just tell me okay. who you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Savannah Ward. As Sharon mentioned, I am a mama to four and a half plus one. So, <laughs> so I have a beautiful stepdaughter. I have four boys and I'm currently expecting my fifth biological child. Mm -hmm. And yeah, life's pretty crazy, but I am 27 going on 28 years old. I'm a high school dropout turned entrepreneur yes. who turned her life from very brand new stay at home mom into independent smacking my own ass kind of lady. It's been a really long journey. The last I don't know, like 12 years since. Yeah, that's crazy yeah. to say too. It's been 12 years since I met Sharon mm -hmm. and 12 years since I really, you know, I was a kid back then, but still just a lot has happened and I've done a lot of self growth through all of this and becoming a mom and then starting my own business. I have two businesses mm -hmm. now and right. yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm excited to talk about tonight and kind of uh, give some insight on, but yeah. also just to kind of. I don't know. You are my Inspire first. Inspire others to yes. do, the, do, do all the things. You have so much. I, I honestly feel like I know you're my sister-in-law and you're so important to me, but you were the one person that I really wanted to interview first. Like I've asked other, I told her I asked other people, but like this was really important to me because she has so much to offer this platform and so much to offer all of you. Um, you know, she married my brother at what seven Six, 16? 16 16 yeah and at the time you guys I'm not gonna lie like I was so optimistic always like I was always in their corner but it was a it was it was like one of those times where I was still young too but at the time I was scared for them because it was just such a new world I mean I was 16 she was 16 <laughs> they were babies and like they lived with my parents and everything but I'm I'm so proud of both of them. I mean, today's about Savannah. We're not going to get into my brother too much. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But yeah. honestly, like, I'm just so proud of both of them. And I, I really think that, you know, they're, a, they're, they're two people, Savannah, particularly that it doesn't matter how your life has went thus far. What matters is that you 
take initiative to go after the things you want. And that's exactly what she has done. And that's exactly what they have done as a couple. And that's what we're going to talk about. So the first question I have for you, Savannah, is how your entrepreneurial life started. What did you do first? Like what was, you can go back as far as you want. That's totally up to you. But but what you, was, yeah, what was like the first thing that you started to do? Well, you know, you're as a big part of that. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like we were, we were kind of a hot mess. Yeah, but, you're so, a big part of that. Like I said, Savannah met me very young. She was very young. So I was kind of like a big sister to her for sure. And so you guys, I'm almost 10 years older than her. So at the time I was kind of more advanced in my life where I already had had my first child. I was, um in a marriage for a couple years at that point. And I started to get into photography. Well, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know Savannah was into photography too. So she's like, Hey, I've always been into it too. So she started to get brave with me and do photography too. So you take it from there. You talk about like all that. So since I was like in high school, a kid, like I got my first DSLR. I took it with me everywhere. I mean, that was back when my space was super hot. Yes. (laughs) So it was all about those angles, girl. And that's where you met my brother. Exactly. I met your brother in my space, but it was all about like, you know, taking creative images and Mm -hmm. I would beg my friends to let me take pictures for Uh them and like edit them and like all that stuff. And I would go to bookstores and just grab books and books and books and read up on DSLRs and just like how, like, you know, the, the basic aspects of photography and stuff and taught myself just as like a 13, 14, 15 year old kid. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I kind of didn't touch it for a while, obviously boys Mm -hmm. meeting your brother, you know, getting married at 16, a lot of stuff going on there. I love that by the way, not to interrupt, but I love that you were so young and you were getting the books. You had the DSLR. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Girl, I was so busy figuring out when NSYNC's next CD came out at that age, okay? But you were so young and already so passionate about something that you felt passionate about. And I love that. So, yeah. So, you met my brother. It started really early on for me. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. once, you know... when you said you were going to start doing weddings, I remember I was excited. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's really cool. Like, I would love Mm -hmm. to do that with her. And I told you, I'm like, I'll help you. Like, I'd love to do that. I know, and I was so excited. Literally, I I ran and had my grandma help me order a camera. Like, (laughs) I remember. It was was like, I will get a camera. I'll help you do it. So, you know, after I started helping you with a few of your weddings, it was kind of just like, um, I don't know, it felt like it was right for me to start trying right. to do more with that with my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any other job. I had recently had Jack. Yeah. And I was a new mom and stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, but I, was, I needed something for me. I needed something that made me Definitely. feel like I was a person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll start offering sessions here and there. And obviously, I was very new. I wasn't mm-hmm. very good, <laughs> but I was doing what, right. I, what I could and started taking sessions, and it slowly just built, and it, like, kind of tumbleweed growth, just like rolling and rolling and rolling and just booking more mm-hmm. sessions and then self-teaching myself more. And, right. and then over the you know course of five years that I'm booking my own weddings, I'm booking mm-hmm. like 20 weddings a year. And it kind of uh-huh. blew up in a way I never thought it would. And I fell in love with wedding photography and it mm-hmm. just really, I don't know, it just became my like it did my career. That was, yeah. that was like, it was my it passion, became... my thing. That was like, I don't know. Yes. It, it was, it became something I never thought it would be back when mm-hmm. I was 16 years old. Right. And it was, it, it was, it is my baby. You know, it's my first it business. It really is. And it became something where you were a very sought after photographer as well. And I, I love that you brought up how you were, you self-taught yourself. I mean, I did that yeah. as well, but something I will say about Savannah is as time went on, 
um, where we were both self-teaching each other, it got to a point where I was seeing so much passion in her. I'd be like, hey, I'm having trouble with this. And she'd be like, oh, girl, just do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That worked great. That fixed the shadow or just like whatever it was. And like she was super, super passionate about being a problem solver Mm -hmm. in what she was passionate about. And I loved that because she was so young. And I just remember thinking like, you know, if she keeps on this path, it's going to be really, really, really great for her. And at the time I was super passionate about it too, but I will admit at the time, I didn't know if that was what I loved photography, but I didn't know if wedding photography was my thing. I didn't know if like, I love photography still to this day. I still Mm -hmm. do it for, you know, random things, but I just wasn't sure if it was my thing, but Savannah just completely prospered with it. I mean, I could just see her going and going and going and just getting better and better. And I, it was really exciting to watch that, but I loved how you just took initiative to teach yourself. You didn't have, you didn't have money to go do all these big classes every now and then you'd pay for a class or not, not a class, but I remember you did a couple little like yeah. online things that would yeah, teach you little there, things. Yeah. There's some like little things here and there, like, um, like Patreon type things right. where like you pay like a monthly amount and you can learn like here and there. Thing or, yeah. Or like, yeah. um, Oh, those free online courses that these photographers go out and they offer. Right. I was all and in the reason, <laughs> Whatever and right. free information I could get, exactly. I was sucking it all in. Right. And the reason I bring that up is because I do know that there's so many women out there who are passionate about things and they want to do things, but they feel like they just don't have the money mm-hmm. to do. Right? They don't have the money yep. to learn it. But you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who's been through it, Savannah will tell you the same thing. You do not have to have money Mm-mm. to learn how to do the craft that you want to do. Oh, no. Um, Because we definitely were broke. Yeah. <laughs> we did not have money, but we self-taught ourselves as much as we possibly could. And we just ran with it. And Savannah definitely found her niche mm-hmm. in wedding photography. She excelled at it. She was wonderful at it. She's great with her couples. And she still is. And she just kept snowballing the snowball effect they call it with it Mm -hmm. and using pinterest google like she said just like um asking people to do like she would find a couple online that looked like so in love and just whatever and she'd be like hey do you want a free session and she would actually go out with them and take pictures so she could practice it took time away from her life but guess what it was benefiting her life down the road so Mm -hmm. um she really didn't let anything stop her money time a million babies. Yeah. <laughs> I always say a million babies. Uh-huh. I, I love know. all and my nephews and, and my niece. Been a lot. But they of, are very time consuming. Exactly. And that's been a lot of like my entrepreneurial mm-hmm. life. I've had to deal with, you know, hiatuses and mm-hmm. taking breaks here and there because I was still building a family with my right. husband and we're still kind of going down, you know, me being a mom and making sure I have time for my kids and mm-hmm. balancing work life because as much as I love my kids. I still wanted to work. I didn't want to work outside of the home. And that's why I really thought, you know, the entrepreneurial life would be perfect for me Mm -hmm. because I get to work from home. And then when I do get to go out, I do get to have that little bit of socialization and I get to feel like my own person, which does feel amazing. It's really, it's healthy. It's good for you. So I, you know, I had to find that balance between having babies during wedding seasons and planning that yes. out. Like I literally one year with you cash, guys. I rode on a golf cart three days before giving mm-hmm. birth to my third I child. Was, I, you literally are reading my right. <laughs> yeah. She's literally re- reading my mind. She made me a nervous wreck in that time. Okay? I was riding a golf a cart with Zachary shooting that wedding wreck. and literally gave birth. Because a days later. she messaged me that morning, you guys. 
And she said, please pray I don't go into labor today. She (laughs) was literally uh, going to give labor at any moment because she did not want to... She did not want this couple to be disappointed. She wanted to make sure their day was fulfilled. I was going to be there no matter she what. She was going to be there to. no matter what. And guess what? She was. And she went into labor when? It like, was at right? least. It was, it was 48 you hours. You guys, it least. was like literally right after. And I remember that day. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, she's going to go Because yeah, no, their wedding was October 1st. Right. And I had cash October 3rd. <laughs> it, it was literally it 48 was crazy. hours later. So when I tell you this girl does not mess around, like you guys, she just, she just doesn't. And that's taken time for her to get to a place where she just has no excuses she just does it and she's just very passionate about what she does and that started from a place where she was such a young girl who knew nothing about the world and she just followed her passion and went after it and I think that's really important for people to understand where you came from and where you are now and a big thing about me is when I become passionate or interested in something I'm an obsessor you are so I I have told people this about you (laughs) listen okay if I can be like you know inappropriate I go balls deep you do girl (laughs) balls deep all the way no matter what okay and that's a good thing you know what I'm saying well you remember Disney 2018 or yeah I was like okay listen my first Disney listen Okay, I don't mean to interrupt her. I get excited, but she took her babies to Disney a couple years ago. Um, her and I talk every day. We're very close. If she doesn't talk to me for a couple days, I know that she gets busy. She knows the same with me. I get busy. You know, things happen. But listen, this chick was like, a week would go by. I'm like, hi, are you alive? And it was because she was planning Disney, but she was so... I get hyper focused yep. on Disney because she wanted it to be absolutely perfect for her family, which I totally get. Um, I remember one day though, I guess <laughs> my dad was like, well, I haven't heard from Savannah and Zachary in a couple days or Savannah. I haven't heard from her in like a week. I said, dad, she's planning Disney at this point. She knows when Mickey farts. Okay. <laughs> I was like, because I cannot get a hold of her unless it's about know, Disney World. No, I listen. I needed to know absolutely everything, the ins and outs of all of yes. Disney. Like, I wanted to know every single thing. I want to know when every bell chimed. Like, I needed to know exactly you when what the to rope do. dropped. Yes. everything. And I was like, well, you know, it's the good important. news is that when I go to Disney, she's going to be able to help me plan. But we actually oh, yeah. are going to try to go to Disney together yes, here soon. We're it's going to be wonderful. So we're going to make I'm that excited. happen. But because I'm not the planner, Savannah is the planner. She that's helps just me. how I am. I and that's it's, how I always have been. And that's how it was with photography. Like, if there was something I wanted to try or do, I obsessively researched it until I could master it. And if there is something else I'm interested in, like with the earring business, like Mm -hmm. I started my business, Aurora Boheme, last year. It's been exactly 12 months almost since since I started that. And I literally, I saw someone on Instagram with these polymer clay earrings. I'm like, oh, those Mm -hmm. are really cool. I'm like, I want to make those. Like, I don't want to just go buy someone else's. Like, I love working with clay. And what's funny is, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I don't know. Tell me. Um, so back when I was six or seven, Noah's age, right? Okay. Little. Yeah. My mom would always get me clay to like make sculptures out of. I didn't know this. And so I would make my, (laughs) this sounds so funny, but I would make literally a twig and berries and little leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I knew. Hold on. (laughs) I knew you were going to make that. A twig and berries. <laughs> Bitch, I knew you were gonna. Be... <laughs> I'm gonna die. Okay, okay. calm Let's... down. Take a breath. Oh, okay. Okay. A twig and berries. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Listen. Go ahead. I'm listening. All right. I'm gonna calm down. 
Okay. <laughs> I was an innocent six-year-old girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it was okay. a stem. Listen, it was a yes. stem, like a tree branch stem. I'm behaving. With like little cherries or yes. whatever, like <laughs> berries. <laughs> the berries on the twig. I get it. Yes. <laughs> but, but you I were would being make creative. But I was making these yes. and baking them in the oven, and right. then I told my grandma, "I'm like, I'm gonna have a shop, and I'm gonna sell Aww, all of these no, little but things." I love that though. But it's funny because it's it foreshadowed, yeah. in a weird way for me because I'm working with clay now and I'm selling them. Yes. So it was kind of a foreshadowing moment. Yes, it's a funny story because the twig and berry <laughs> stuff. But listen, yes, but at the same time, it's funny. It's, you know, of course I'm ornery. Yeah. Oh, already know girl, that. I was preparing myself to say that out loud because like, I married. And you've never told me this story. No. But no, but honestly, that's, that's such a cool, that really is a cool yeah. story though. Even after all the So the I got silliness. excited with the clay thing. So yes. I saw, okay, polymer clay earrings. Okay, what the hell is that? So I started watching YouTube is my okay. best friend. YouTube, 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 YouTube. University girl. I Thank I God said. for people who post on YouTube. I, I really wish I would go ahead and start doing it because yes. it's obviously so useful for people because uh-huh. I use it. But mm-hmm. like I watch millions of people on YouTube. I go to Instagram. I watch people's how-to reels or IGTVs and things like that. Like I just right. dove right in and then I went to the nearest Joann's and just bought a bunch of clay. And, and I just remember kinda... this and I was like, oh, okay. Like... I didn't know what the heck it was. Yeah. I'm not. I just started experimenting yeah. with that. I was like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to just like give it a go and see what I can create. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it was like crappy. <laughs> like I was just well, mixing yeah, colors here and there not really paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just trial and error at first. And then I don't know. I just fell in love with it. It was something for me to work with my hands. We right. were kind of and exiting. you're so artistic. And it was in the middle of the pandemic. A lot of my weddings yes. were canceled or rescheduled. I needed something to do. And it kind of just became my little, like, um, I wouldn't say a hobby because I made it into a business for myself, but it was something that I could do physically with my hands that kept my mind busy and helped me a lot with my anxiety and gave me something to do and made me feel like I was being productive, but also creative at the same time. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. It just became something really good for me that way. Glad that you did that because girl, my ears are on point lately. Okay. (laughs) So when Savannah first started the earring business, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw her first drop, I guess you would say, right? Like, so she was giving me sneak sneak peeks, of course, you know, we're, we're close. And she was sending me pictures and things. And I was like, oh my God, like, these are so cute. Like, I had no (laughs) idea you had that in you, which I did because I've seen you do so much and you have, I've seen you freehand watercolor paintings that have amazed me. Just so many things. But then I saw you do that and I was like, oh my gosh, like these are so cute. So, and then when I, I bought some and I wore them and I was waking up in the morning, really realizing I still had them on. That does not happen. Like I was, <laughs> because they were so comfortable. Yeah. Um, and they were so cute and I get compliments on them and people ask me when I go out and I'm like, gosh, like. So she's just had so much success with this and so many other women love them as well. And I just, you guys just have to understand, like, she's a photographer. She's a very successful wedding photographer, boudoir, all the things, couples, all that. But at the same time, she found a, she found another thing that made her feel really good and she was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it was during the time she did have to take a little break from photography from because of COVID. Yeah. But now she's doing both. And they're both making her feel really good. I yeah. Mean, I, I have, like, you know, 
certain things in photography. Like, I'm not really pushing the wedding photography right now just because it takes me away from my family. I'm expecting things like that. But, like, the boudoir photography I'm super passionate about and family sessions and clients that I've been working with for years and years. Like, I don't want to stop working with them. So, like, I I do continue my photography business, but Mm -hmm. then my, like, my new polymer clay earrings, I get to be at home with the babies and working at home with the babies and then Mm -hmm. kind of it's all done online and selling online so I don't have to even leave my house for that besides short trips to the store or the post office Mm so and you can put so much your creativity and I know as a fellow you're much Savannah and I are both creative artists I will say Mm -hmm. okay but we are very different creative artists in a lot of different ways um as somebody like us, when you don't have anywhere to put that creativity, it it gets very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's hard. We can't sit still. Um, we have to have somewhere to put that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain. But um, I love that she found somewhere to put it. And it's something that's making so many other women happy and feel good. I and love I it. love wearing my little studs growing up on my hair <laughs> with a bun. I don't even feel good about myself. And I put those in. I'm like, okay, girl. Like, It's funny because so even, even with like Aurora Boheme, I didn't really expect it to take off the way it did. But right. I, at the same time, like I wanted it to be it's a business. It's been super because, successful. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, I wouldn't say it necessarily snowballed in a, in a way like my photography did. It was mm-hmm. more like I see more success with it when I am consistent and I'm like doing the things, making the reels, talking with like yes. my my friends and family or followers or whatever, like showing what I'm doing. Like people are interested yeah. in watching that like come to fruition and like mm-hmm. become something and really it's cool. Exciting. So people are bec- like along the journey. Whenever with I me. see you start talking about your next thing or when you're yeah. making them, I love it and I get excited for yeah, you. Everyone loves watching like uh-huh. the how tos or like when I'm actually it's making very them. Interesting they to me. are really inspired or like interested in it. So mm-hmm. I've seen that with this creative business like social media has been the only like means of advertisement for me. Like I literally, it's all Instagram. It's all Facebook Mm -hmm. for me on that. And it's just mainly me showing up and talking about it and sharing what I love. And I don't know, it, it became, I mean, it was super successful in the first year. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited. It really was. And I was so excited because she would, she would message me and tell me like, Oh my God, my sales yesterday were this. And I was just like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's so exciting. But I I wasn't surprised, but I was happy for her. Because when I saw the drops, I knew, like, these are adorable. I would spend, you know, as much as I could because, obviously, I want to support someone I care about. But I could have bought them all if I could. Like, I swear, because they're all so cute. So tell everybody where they can find the earrings exactly because they're probably wondering right now. I'm going to put some um, links in the show notes, of course. But tell them where they can find the So we're called Aurora Boheme, but the website is www.auroras with an S, boheme.com. Just like Aurora Aurora from from Aurora, from like Sleeping Um, Beauty, spelled the same way, right? So A U R. Girl, you're making me spell right now. No, wait. A (laughs) A U R R O R A S. Yes. Boheme, B O H E M E. Yes. I will put it in the show notes just in case we screwed up, but no, like, but no, like I, I know as somebody personally, if I was listening to somebody talking about that, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, can I, (laughs) we just had a really bright light. Come on. Sorry guys. It started us. Um, no, but I would be like, okay, like where do I find these earrings they're talking about right Mm -hmm. now? And you guys, I really do promise you. We're not just saying this. You will not be disappointed. They are 
the best. I don't have to buy earrings anywhere anymore, but here. <laughs> and it's wonderful. And they're so soft. And I can s- literally sleep in them. And they're just wonderful. So, But also, um, listen, like, so for a little tip, little insight, when you're starting a business and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have no money for this. I get it. I was there and like with this Aurora Raheem, like I didn't have a bunch of money to just like dump on right. like clay and jewelry pieces and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a little bit and I tried to just make as many things as I could with the little bit that I had. Yeah. And then I would set a price based off of fair market value. Mm-hmm. So I'm not pricing myself the lowest because I'm new. I'm pricing right. myself at what everyone else is selling them for. And then all of my money that I, I earned the first couple of months all went into my stuff, mm-hmm. my business. So yeah. I take all of, I mean, I, there was no profit the first couple of months. I take everything I make and I put that right back into the business so that I can grow. And then it got to the point where I had so much supply mm-hmm. and things that I could make that now like my profit was insane. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I'll just throw out theater, theoretical numbers because I don't, I don't have all of my numbers in front of me, Yeah. but theoretically, like say my first from March to December, was $10,000 in sales, right? And mm-hmm. then my, like, actual cost of business was only 2000 of that. So then you have right. a profit margin of 8000 So mm-hmm. it's different for every kind of business. But say it's, like, you know, a business like polymer clay earrings. You know, there's a really large profit margin mm-hmm. that you can really turn around and, and create something. And I think the same goes to things like if you're creative and you want to do shirts or those cups mm-hmm. or anything that you can sell like on Etsy or make yes. with your hands. Like those are things that you can do in downtime and make a really good amount of money from home. If you're trying to figure out something you want yeah. to start for your family and be a stay at home mom at the same time of working, like there's ways that you can make a really good amount of profit right. and money for your family. If you do it the right way and yep. you're con- you- consistent. Mm-hmm. Me and then I just had the, a big conversation about I see teenage consistency kids is on so Instagram important. making reels and their little Etsy shops are making money. <laughs> right. And, and it's they're because making they're these consistent little bracelets and things like that. Yeah, they show yeah, up and they make the they're reels. Just showing up every day. And the thing is, is when you're a teenage kid, yeah, you got a lot of time for social media. So right. they are, you know, a little bit at advantage when it comes mm-hmm. to having the time for social media growth. But moms, we can do it too. And we can include we our can. kids in them, and we, we can, can make it fun. We and can it's, have fun with it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a chore to show up for social media if you have fun and you're yourself. Right, you and know? I agree 100%. And there's some days I don't feel like <laughs> showing up necessarily. Yeah. But that was something else I wanted to talk to you about. So, um, because I know I struggle with this sometimes, mm-hmm. and I have my, me, my podcast is called Smack Your Own Ass Podcast, yeah. <laughs> so I have to do that all the time. I have to inspire myself. I have to be my biggest cheerleader. I have to be the one who, no one else is going to come save me. I'm the one who has to do it. Yeah. So on the days that you're feeling, I mean, like you guys, I don't know if you remember, but we said she has like six kids. That's insane. She's about to have six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When, because you obviously have a very full plate, it's things you're passionate about your plate, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's always easy. So what is like on a day that you're just feeling like, uh, you might just take a break that day. That's okay. But if Mm -hmm. it starts to turn into something where you're like, okay, I got to get back on track. What is something like, what do you do for yourself? What is something that like, how do you keep yourself going and to be in like, uh, like, you know, a positive state? Whatever. Like, how do you feel good about yourself 
Or how do you make yourself get yeah. to the point where you feel fearless and you're ready to take on the things mm-hmm. that you need to do to be your best self for your family, for you, for your business? So for me, it could go one of two ways. The first thing, like you said, just take a break. Like mm-hmm. I feel like taking a break sometimes is really important. Mm-hmm. Maybe lay in bed and watch a good show yes. or eat all the snacks and just right. really. Which is totally okay, yeah, by the way. I know. And just self-care it up all day long because yes. sometimes we really just do need a recharge we and do. we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be there for our family and for our businesses or whatnot, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. So that could be the first choice, right? And I, yeah. I have done that many, many times and mm-hmm. I will continue to probably do yeah, that many I will times. Always do that. <laughs> I will always do that. Yeah. Snacks but, in bed with Netflix. <laughs> if there's say a day where, oh my God, there's like a whole session I need to edit or, oh my yeah. God, I need to sit here and make earrings or, oh my God, I need to like make a reel or whatever. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. Get a shower, okay? Mm-hmm. Do your hair up, do your makeup, and blast your favorite, mm-hmm. like, happy jams. Yes. And just dance and be goofy. Like, that's what I do, and mm-hmm. it will pump me up. Drink yeah. a big old cup of coffee with that while you're doing yep. that. And, and I, just dance around and be goofy with yourself and just play like you're a kid, and mm-hmm. you'll be put right back in that creative mojo that you need to be to kick ass. Right, and I agree 100% because... There are days where I just don't feel it at mm-hmm. all. And those, you know, there's some days where I go crawl under my heated blanket and I'm on my phone and I'm trying to do whatever. But honestly, those, those days are okay. Mm-hmm. But those days are not going to get me where I want to be in my life. They're just not. Sometimes we have to smack our own ass, Sharon. Yes. <laughs> I got to stand up and be like, bitch, bend yeah. over. You're getting smacked on the ass right now. Like, you're, you need this. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so... And I have to turn on my favorite music, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. And, and I have to like, be like, we're music not faking is powerful. It. We're not faking it either. Right. No. It's more like we're just pumping ourselves up. Right. Like, we deserve all the things in life. And all the things that we desire in our heart are there for a reason, and we deserve exactly. to go after them. Exactly. It's like a coach to his football team. If they're feeling down at the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they're losing. Yep. What's he going to do? He's going to pump them up. He's going to exactly, say all the things. Yep. He's going to get their freaking motor running. Mm-hmm. But we need to do that for ourselves. Yes. And I do do that for myself. Some days are harder than others. Most days are harder than others sometimes for and me to do okay that. And that's okay if it's like an 80-20 and most days, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Because here's right. the thing is we're, you're going to get yourself in a rut if you're forcing yourself to chuck through every day, every day, every day. Like mm-hmm. consistency is important. But at the same time, if we're not tending to our souls, right. we're going to be broken and we're not going to be able to do all the things. Right. Even if we try our hardest, we're going to be so burnt out. And I've experienced burnout and it's not <sighs> fun. It's not fun. And you like it was my I told you all about it I was pregnant with Walker yes and I had my busiest wedding season of oh all it God. was over 20 it was like 23 24 weddings wild. that year I didn't I know if you were gonna so make it through that busy. season either. No, I, I did not feel like I was yeah. and I was so burnt out from it mm-hmm. and tired and I wanted to be with my kids and I'm like I, I need to be happy doing my work or else I can't do good and I was terrified that I was going to do a bad job at these weddings like I wasn't going to be able to fake my smile and right. be there for my couples and I mean I worked through it and I did what I had to do for my family mm-hmm. but that's not fun to feel so we have to take those hiatuses or take yeah. those breaks when they're warranted for our souls mm-hmm. but then remember we're doing it for that 
and not to actually just, you know, quit on our dreams or give up because we don't have to feel that way if we take care of ourselves throughout the journey and we don't Mm -hmm. let ourselves get to the point of burnout. Right. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, say Savannah didn't do that for herself and she just let herself be in the state of burnout, but she went through the motions. Mm -hmm. Her couple may not have gotten the pictures they truly wanted. Mm-hmm. They, her kids may have not have got to see mommy like with a smile or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so when we take the time to give ourselves that time, we need to feel better, make our souls yep. feel better. Take time for ourselves to, whether it's getting your hair done or going to get a tan or, um, going to read a book, laying in the grass, like sounds silly, but whatever it is that makes you feel good. Like my husband, for example, if he is just like really, really, really not okay, he can go walk in the middle of the woods for two hours and his soul feels peace again. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's a lot of things. <laughs> it's wine. Tacos. It's walking. <laughs> it, it's tacos. It's a, literally the beach is my happy place. I don't live like by a beach. But I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, it, it's so many. And you, you. If you don't know what it is for you, take a minute and think about it and like, and quiet and think about what is your happy place? What would Mm -hmm. make you feel good? What is it getting your toes done? Is it getting your eyelashes done? Like, what is it? No matter what it is, you have to take that time for yourself. But, um, that's important because when you're okay, all the plates that you're like juggling and all the things that you're trying to do, all the things you're passionate about that you want to do like you want them to keep prospering. Mm-hmm. They're only going to prosper if you're prospering. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the podcast. I do not want you to miss a thing, girl. So don't forget to follow. And don't forget to check out the show notes because if we discussed any links, somebody who we talked to, their Instagram handle, you will find it in the show notes. And if this episode spoke to you in any way, shape, or form, please, please, please share it on your social medias. Don't forget to share and do not forget to tag me, but I love you, babes. You're amazing. You're inspiring. The power is within you. And don't forget to smack your own ass.